It's April 3rd, 2021. So four, three, two, one. So here we go. We're here for the Merlin I Am Shoud 7 in the series. Glad that you can be here with us. Glad that you're here. We're here on Kona, the big island of Hawaii, in our beautiful Chambre Pavilion with our staff here. And we're just about ready to begin. So Jeff is getting ready. He's allowing Adamas to energies to move with him. So in honor of that, let's all of us just stop for this moment and take that good, deep breath that conscious breath of life. Let the energies flow, expanding within and expanding out. Take the good deep breath and be with it. Breathe the I am here, I exist. The energy is just all yours. So each of us, let's breathe in your energy, each of us. Flow with it, allow it, breathe with it. And as you breathe, feel the energies of Adamus coming in here for each of us. You can breathe it in because he's here with every breath. Take the good deep breath, feeling into Adamus, opening to this experience. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Ah, good to be back here, good to be with Shambra, good to be here in Kona at the Shamba Pavilion. Such a delight to be here with all of you. Ah, we have um, quite a few things in store for today. And first of all, thank you, dear Linda. You look so lovely today. Yeah. And all of you looking pretty lovely. I'm checking out your energy, checking out uh, your energy kind of balance, your energy sink. And any day now, it's getting there. It's getting there. A little better, a little bit more in sync each time we talk. You know, the shout, this beautiful thing we do every month called the shout, it's like a snapshot. It's a snapshot of Chambra history. It's a snapshot of where each and every one of you are. And these aren't planned long in advance by me uh, or even by you. They take place really in the moment. Uh, we don't go weeks in advance of saying, here's what we're going to do at the Shoud. It's usually the night before, sometimes the morning of, sometimes, almost in the case of today, in, in the moment while the music is playing, because everything right now is so happening in the immediate moment, so happening in the now. And then we do this shout, we, we film it, we record it, so it's available later for the ones who come after you. But it's there is a snapshot of this whole incredible journey from awakening into realization, and then what it's like to stay on the planet as an embodied master. Let's take a deep breath as we get this historic show, this snapshot of uh, the Schomburg journey, as we get it going. A few weeks ago, we did something called Consciousness Reset. The planet is 
resetting right now after this long winter, actually the long year of the COVID. A time like never before when people were indoors. They, they, were, they were, had time to contemplate. Uh, they had time to look at everything in their life. And it was frustrating for many, yes, there, there was such a desire to get back out, to go external again, but the forces have it that it was going to last a long, long time, longer than even what I had anticipated. Humans really ask for it to last longer, in, in a manner of speaking, and from a mass consciousness standpoint. Once they got into it, they realized it wasn't as bad as what they thought for them personally. They realized that it was a time of reflection, of reorganization, a time of assessing their lives, a time of looking forward into the future, and there was almost a resistance to going external again. Almost that resistance to wanting to go back out and co-mingle. And, and yes, while some complained about it, and certainly they wanted to go to restaurants and uh, do some of those type of things, but there was such a movement of consciousness that said, let's keep this going to really do the, the deep dive into, into our individual personal selves. So it's going on for a long, long time, and ultimately it, it really brought about this reset of consciousness on the planet. It happened in this time frame of approximately March 14th through the 17th, and Nothing really happened at the moment. The, things like this usually don't happen in the moment. Usually it's a kind of a redirection of energies because of consciousness. And then what follows is important. Uh, so oftentimes you expect something's gonna big is going to happen on that day. But no, no, in the consciousness reset it was a really it's uh, billions of little bleeps uh, taking place in individuals. Just for just a temporary moment uh, of, of wondering uh, what just happened to them. Uh, they lost track of time or forgot where they were just for a brief moment, but it was a consciousness reset for billions of humans on the planet. And then in that reset, uh, you put it all together in mass consciousness, it was, it was huge. It was very, very huge. And you're going to see the results of it in the times to come. But basically it was people saying, maybe we should do it a little bit different. Maybe we should get out of the old patterns. Maybe there is a better way. And then it brought up the big question mark, what is the better way? How, how do I go about getting out of my old, everyday, mundane kind of life? How, how do I go about really manifesting what I truly want to do? And even though this question was asked by billions of people around the planet, many just kind of, well, subsequently slipped back into their old patterns, their old way of doing things. But not to forget that moment they thought, there's got to be a different way to do it. And they're just waiting for something to come along any day now, waiting for something to come along to get them into something different in their lives. And there were many, many who made a commitment to themselves, made a choice and said, I've got to do something different. I, we can't go back. I can't go back to the pre-COVID way of doing things. I was definitely in a rut 
almost definitely just repeating the, the same cycles day after day, year after year, in anticipation of what? Eventually getting sick and dying? I've got to do something different. There's a huge pressure that built up as a result of all this. People saying, I've got to do something different with my life. And then this huge void that's out there right now, huge void of people saying, but I don't know what. Uh, you heard those words come out of my mouth, I don't know what. This void eventually will get filled. New opportunities will come by. Some they'll miss, some they'll get. New ways of approaching things. Just simple, everyday things like, geez, a new way to drive to work, uh, if they even go back to an office place, or a different recreational activity, a different partner, uh, a different a different hobby, a, a different career. But there is so much uh, what I call back pressure built up now as the result of consciousness reset. So much desire, but so little true understanding or true creativity. That will come. So right now you've got this built-up tension. Got to be a different way. Uh, and some are literally buckling to that tension. Some uh, simply can't handle it. Uh, they're they're, they're kind of going crazy. Uh, I would dare say that there's going to be a, a spike in the, the usage of these antidepressant type of medications after COVID because some people just can't handle this question they pose to themselves, now what? How do I do it different? And, and they feel so disempowered. They feel so uh, incapable of doing anything. They feel there, there's so much in the concrete of mass consciousness and, and just their own lives that they can't do anything. That's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling when you know you want out, when you know there's got to be something different. When you know within you that uh, the, the old way of doing things just wasn't working, but you don't know how to get out of it. You don't know how to move forward. You don't know how to change the rhythms and patterns that have been dictating your life. So we have a tremendous kind of a pressure building up. In addition to that, people went into a very deep dive, a deep reflection. Uh, I, I want something more out of my life. And really not knowing how to do it, but knowing that it's there. And this, this pressure that builds up sooner or later opens up, or breaks, or whatever you want to call it, but sooner or later it's there. And then the amazing thing is, as you already know, that then people, they're not, they don't like the change. And now they're dealing with something they actually asked for, a change, and now it's occurring in their life and it kind of freaks them out. You, Shambhara, are to the point where you understand that change and its inherent chaos isn't really that at all. You're just kind of going through something, getting to a higher level of consciousness, and ultimately a more satisfying level of human experience on the planet. So this whole thing, consciousness reset, it's it's underway. Oh, it's happening. You know, it's kind of like um, I guess you would say like a volcano. It starts uh, brewing way, 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 way down beneath the surface, and then it eventually comes up, and that's what's happening right now with consciousness reset. And not to scare any of you who are here on the island about an earthquake, but or a volcano, but those things happen. So consciousness reset. 
you, Shambra, reset. Not so much. Uh, you've done that a long time ago. You you did an adjustment during this time of consciousness reset. You, you didn't need to reset. You're doing some adjustments into your own uh, your own links into mass consciousness, coming to understand that you you don't need to be tied into it. There there is a comfort of being tied into it. It's like a great big warm fluffy blanket, but uh, once you're in that blanket, you realize it's made out of horse hair and it's really not that comfortable after all. It's rather irritating. You made some adjustments into your how you link in, uh, connect with mass consciousness. I've been watching pretty carefully. More and more of you realize that you know it's there, and you were part of it. It's it's such a factor. It creates such a, a gravitational force for people, but you don't have to be tied into it to to really enjoy life. As a matter of fact. More enjoyable when you're aware of it, but you're not controlled by it. So I saw that adjustment that so many of you made, and it brought up some issues. I've been watching very, very closely lately. It brought up some issues. And one of the interesting, odd issues is that, in a way, you, you don't want to be so very different. You don't want to be so very different than the others. It's, it's part of your upbringing and culture. It's part of, uh, actually, the, kind of the Atlantean uh, experience that you had. You, want to, uh, you still want to kind of be able to act like others at times, be like others. Uh, you don't want to be so different that you're that, uh, well, you're like Jonathan Livingston Seagull, that you're totally off on your own, away from, away from the flock, uh, ignored uh, by others, or at times even uh, banished by others. So it's this kind of a strange time that you're in, and still kind of going back and forth about being sovereign, allowing energy to serve you, and still not wanting to be an outcast. The fact is, you are different. You are very different than other humans. Certainly, your your body uh, is still similar in design and structure. Your overall biology, but even that's changing. You are very different in terms of your hopes and aspirations. You're very, very different in terms of what is meaningful and important to you. You're very different in terms of. Not wanting, not allowing others to control you. You're pretty adamant about that. You're not going to be uh, somebody's puppet. You're, you're very strong about that. That's one of the reasons why there's no rules in Crimson Circle. You simply wouldn't allow them, nor do we actually really need them. But you are different. When you start recognizing that and, and accepting it, that's when things get easier. Right now there's a friction that's caused when you still won't quite embrace that I am different. Now, I'm not saying better. and Some of you instantly equate it to that. I'm not saying you should be telling yourself you're better than other humans. It's not about that. It simply means that you have a different consciousness. You have a different approach to 
with energy. You have a different understanding of life. And perhaps the biggest difference of all, of all, is that you're going inside and they're still going outside. That's the biggest difference. That's what sets you apart. It's not, it's not your mental capacity or your looks or how spiritual you are or how uh, conscious you are. It's, it's the fact that you're finally going inside for what was all, always there, always there. Every answer, everything you need, all your happiness, all the love, it's all right there, and that's what sets you apart. It's so very important, and that's why I wanted to start off this shout with that, that yes, you are different, and, and it doesn't make you better or worse, but you are different. You see, humanity is still going inside for all the individuals are going inside for their answers, not all, most. They're going inside for their answers. Uh, you're going inside. They're going outside. They wake up in the morning and the sense of satisfaction will come from what happens to them on the outside that day, who speaks a kind word, uh, how traffic is. Uh, uh, what um, special deal they can get at the store, uh, w- their relationships with other people, how boring or tedious their job is or isn't that day. They're, these are all external things, and humans look outside for those answers. They've been doing it for a long, long time. They've been doing it for, for eons of time, looking outside. It's, it's truly the way of the human. That the answer is out there. It's, it could be in a holy book. It could be in a guru. It could be in science, even. The science is wonderful. Science ultimately helps you to understand what you created. With the understanding, an important understanding of science, it helps you to understand one way of perceiving what you created, your creation. Uh, with uh, biology and physics and even math and all these things. It is a good way, but it is just one way. All these things outside uh, to try to understand ultimately yourself why you're here on this planet. Most people don't contemplate these things, and the ones who do, uh, well, they tend to go outside anyway for the answers. What makes you different is going inside. Going inside is initially a lot more difficult to do than looking for the answers outside, because you look inside, you look at your memories, you look at your history, and you don't trust yourself, you don't love yourself, you don't feel the answers are there other than what you're capable of learning on the outside from books and classes and some life experiences, but oftentimes you look inside and you say, what, who, me? God is within. I am that I am. So it's very difficult to look inside. It's a, it's a facade. It's an illusion, actually. You look inside and say, I'm just, um, just a human. I didn't have a significant um, early years of my life. I'm not famous. I'm not rich. I'm not any of these things. So with this facade in place, you tend then to go back outside looking for the answers. It's an endless 
search on the outside, endless search. You'll never find the answers. You'll never find what you're looking for. You'll find bits and pieces. You'll find momentary satisfaction, but you'll never really find what you're actually looking for on the outside. Very, very few can endure going on the inside. A sustained inner look at themselves. Very, very few can do that. And the ones who do tend to get very, very mental about it. They, they think about it too much. They process it in the mind. They go for qualia, which means uh, related experience and events that they've had before. They think about it too much. They, they get emotional about it. They get frustrated with themselves. They go inside, and in this illusion, in this initial facade, there's nothing there except a train wreck. Oftentimes, they then they get all into processing, looking inside, and their bad childhood, their bad relationships, or their their lack of certain talents or abilities. And they get into a lot of processing, and gen- generally, when they do that, let's say going to counselors or uh, most counselors, not all, but going to get help. Uh, really gets them even more focused on what's not inside. Uh, the failures, the, the, um, the errors in their way. And then what do they do? They end up going back outside for looking for the answers. The outside is beautiful. The outside gives you a certain angel's perspective of you. But ultimately, that's not where the answer is, and that's why you're different. You're going inside. It's a tough journey. It's a really tough journey. And one of the important things to remember is that the answers are there, of course. The answers are absolutely there. It's important to remember, too, that the history, your history, that your mind remembers is not really what happened. I've said this many, many times. It's not really what happened. But it's easy to get caught up on that level of going inside and then actually getting fooled by it and not diving in deeper to say, you know, that's just a piece of the story, but there's more to it. I'm going to dive deeper in and, and find it. You're different because you go inside, because you've taken that very, very unique path, a lonely path at times, but ultimately the, the most magnificent of all paths. And then you get to a point when you go deep inside, deep, 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 oftentimes wanting to just run the other way, to go back, to go outside again. You go deep inside, and what do you eventually encounter? The dragon. The dragon. You go deep, deep within, and then suddenly you've got this dragon ripping you apart. Now, now you're sure that you should have gone outside for the answers, but it's really too late now. You've gone too far, and you ultimately come to understand that the dragon is there to show you the last that uh, the last of the illusions, the last of the guilt and shame, and that's what it's there for. Before going into realization, just digging way down deep. But the important thing is you made it inside. That's where it's all at. That's where, that's where the energy is. That's where the consciousness, the answers, the 
abundance, the joy, the, the happiness, the peace, everything that, everything that you have looked for, it's all there. It is truly all there. But the important point here is that that's what makes you different, and, and you are. It's a good time to acknowledge that without judgment. You know, there's a big difference between judgment and observation. They sound kind of close, similar, but judgment puts kind of a negative spin on things. Uh, there's kind of a, a bias. Uh, there's kind of a uh, almost um, oh, uh, negative on it. But an observation is saying, I am different. Doesn't make me better or worse. I am simply different, and I am different because I've taken my own path, not the path of the herd, and not the path of uh, what the authorities would like me to take, but I've taken my own path inside. That makes you very, very different, uh, which can be seen as I look at you through energetic eyes, not through physical eyes, but that shows. That you're you're one of the ones who's taken their own road, taken their own path. It doesn't have uh, the the kind of the the moo factor of staying uh, going on the outside, staying in mass consciousness. The moo of the herd. Now instead of moo, it's you. It's just you. That's what makes you different. And it's really time to acknowledge that before we go any further with what we're doing. It's time to acknowledge. That you are different. In being different like that, in going inside, it also develops some rather unique characteristics and attributes. And one of the most important ones that's really coming up right now, you're becoming more and more aware of, is you're becoming super sensory, super sensory, super sensitive. Now, Yes, it could involve uh, being more intuitive uh, to a large degree. That's there, but you're just becoming more s- sensitive uh, and sensory to everything. On the tough side is you're becoming more sensitive to people, uh, mass consciousness, rude behaviors. Uh, you're becoming more sensitive to the annoyance of time. You're becoming more sensitive to foods and allergies. You're becoming more sensitive to your Within your physical body, and you're more sensitive even in uh, your your thoughts in your mind. Uh, what's what's irritating? What what you just can't stand anymore? So uh, you might be thinking to yourself that every every little quirk, every little idiosyncrasy uh, is now starting to come up. Why is this? Why why are you suddenly just can't stand uh, loud engine noises? Uh, why is it that you just don't like other people's hair anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some of you that have that. Why are you so super sensitive? And and there's that feeling that maybe you're doing it wrong, but but you're not. This is just kind of a side effect of being super sensory. On the what you call the more positive side, you're just becoming more aware of everything, uh, the beauty uh, in everything. You're becoming more aware of the flows and patterns that most people wouldn't have a clue about. There's a flow and a pattern of nature. There are flows and patterns in music that's not in the music that your ears can hear. There's a flow, there's a rhythm in what we're doing here in the shout, and you begin to tap into that. 
you don't necessarily know what to call it. You don't know what it is, but you're aware that there's the there's kind of a flow, a rhythm of things taking place because you're supersensory. You become more acutely aware of of energy. Uh, ultimately, it's your energy. You're just more aware of its presence, that it's not out there, that it's right here. You become more aware of things like the birds chirping and the dogs barking and the air and the breeze blowing across your face. These are all excellent indicators that you're just getting super sensory. And initially it's, it's kind of tough because you want to block out the annoying things, but ultimately you learn, you learn to allow. You learn that, uh, uh, how to integrate these, even these things that are, that are annoying and disturbing to you. So uh, the point is take a deep breath and allow. Allow. Don't don't get all caught up in it. Supersensory means that uh, basically you're going to need more time to yourself. And if you're not, if you just think about having time, it's time to actually do it. It's time to be with yourself uh, in nature. I always suggest or swimming, being in an ocean or a lake. Uh, the this has a, a, a tendency to kind of allow everything to rebalance and integrate. And as you become more and more super sensitive to things, it allows that adjustment to take place. Now, it doesn't mean it's numbing it down. You're going to continue to be uh, really super sensitive, but now it won't necessarily bother you. You know it's just rhythms and and patterns. Uh, It's it's just the flow of energy. And yes, indeed, you're going to become much more uh, I would say much more into your knowingness, your intuition. You're going to just know things um, even before they happen. And and I don't want to get off, us to get off on now this uh, tangent of being psychics or mediums or anything like that. It's not about it's not about that. It's not about predicting the future because future is very difficult to predict, even for an ascended master. I didn't really quite hit it that correct on COVID. I thought it would be over by the end of the year. But you know, humans have choices, and in their time to themselves, they chose to extend it so they could really go deeper. And Calder is, Calder is claiming that that's an excuse on my part. Uh, it's an observation. <clears throat> I'm also observing that he probably shouldn't interrupt me when I'm right in the middle of a really good talk <laughs> with information like that. No, we have a really good relationship. He's super sensory. So let's not mistake it with being psychic. It's not about it's not about seeing into the future because seeing into the future is like going external. It's like going external because basically there is no seeing into the future. It's all happening now. Now is within you. So if you're trying to see in the future, you're once again going outside for answers and they're just not there. There's the illusion once in a while that there's a little bit there, but they're really not there. You're becoming very super sensory and knowingness, knowingnesses. And one of the things I've observed is that you're now going with that knowingness. Before you would analyze it, you'd think about it and then generally suppress it. Now you're going with the knowingness. It's kind of like uh, taking a big risk, but actually it's not a risk at all. You start to learn to trust it. 
to feel that pattern, that resonance of that knowingness, even if it doesn't make sense to the mind. Even if the mind is saying, don't do that, uh, we don't have enough data, we don't have enough information, or you did that before and it went wrong, you're learning that there's something in the resonance. Uh, it's uh, very difficult to describe, but it's this golden kind of uh, embrace that you get into from your own knowingness, and then you just say, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with my knowingness, which is really the intelligence of your energy. That's what it is. In becoming super sensory, uh, super sensitive, you're also just aware now of your own rhythms and patterns. Instead of going in and questioning things like your health, for instance, and am I healthy? Am I doing okay? Is my body falling apart? Do I have cancer that I don't know about yet? In the super sensitive uh, nature that you're coming into, you're learning how to listen to your body. You're learning it has its patterns, and it will let you know. It will let you know that it's out of balance. You don't have to worry about it or stress about it. It takes up a tremendous amount of energy, so to speak. It's, it's, not, it's murky, muddy energy when you go that route. But now it's much more, uh, right now, in the moment, listening to the harmony of your body. And when you do, when you listen to the resonance of your biological body, you don't have to worry then, am I sick? Am I going to get sick tomorrow? Is something unexpected going to happen? Am I going to get COVID? By the way, Chambra had a phenomenally low rate of this coronavirus. Phenomenally low, low rate. So you're listening to the body, and now you're in harmony with it. So instead of sending out all these messages and energies of worrying about the body, which then will bring in that energy of worry. Now there is a much cleaner body kind of flow going on, and that makes way for the light body. Uh, the, I prefer the free energy body. That makes room for it to come. Now, one thing important about the free energy body is that you, the human, aren't going to do this. You're, you've been trying. You've been try, you've been looking on the outside. I know some of you have been cheating. You've been looking on the outside and maybe taking classes or reading books or something. But the the human doesn't do free energy body. I mean, it's not up to you. It's up to you to experience it once it becomes so. The free energy body comes in as a natural result of your own consciousness, your own allowing, your own willingness to come to realization and stay on the planet as a human. Then the free energy body comes in naturally. It doesn't come in because you're pleading with it. It doesn't come in between because you're barking at the full moon or because you've gone vegan or anything like that. None of those make a difference. That's once again going external. That's once again thinking that the human has to manipulate the situation, and they don't. Your job, they're human. Whether it's enlightenment or the free energy body, whether it's uh, it's anything, your job is to experience it. You don't have to make it happen. It's kind of like initially making that choice, but a very broad choice, a broad choice to go into your next level. You know, not a broad, not all the little details, because 
You don't know them, and they're not important. You made a big choice for a different life, a reset of your own, many, many years ago, actually many lifetimes ago. Now it's for you to experience it, not to try to do it. You cannot do free energy body, because what happens is it just becomes the a mental version uh, of the biological body. In other words, the mind fools you. The mind wants to comply, and the mind fools you and say, oh yeah, you got your free energy or your light body now. And you just can't, and don't, nor, nor do you want to, nor do you want the responsibility. No, it's simply a matter of now experiencing what it's like being in the and body, being in the biological body, and at the same time experiencing the integration of your free energy body. This all comes as a result of taking that deep dive within. That's why these things happen, but you don't have to map them out. You don't have to you don't have to architect them. You don't have to build them. It's only for you to experience them. That's a big point. Whether it's your enlightenment, whether it's your free energy body, whether it's really even your abundance or any of these things, you don't have to work at it. The intelligence is in your energy. It's for you to experience it. That's it. It's for you to first allow and then experience. That's the most important thing you can do for yourself right now as you're continuing with the inner journey, is to allow it, allow free energy, allow abundance, allow realization, and then to experience it. You could say the soul is calling out to you, saying, hey, just experience it. Just experience it. Stop thinking about it. Stop planning it. Stop worrying about it. Damn it, just experience it. Then you're truly in the uh, you're in sync with your energy. And I know for the human sometimes it's like, well, am I just a puppet now? Not at all. You're, you have a gift, and that gift is being the human part of the I am of the soul. It's the act, it's the role you're playing out right now. Uh, and, and the human is the experiential part of the soul. Yes, you're also the soul, but the soul doesn't think like a damn human. The soul doesn't act like a human. The soul doesn't worry about the future. The soul doesn't worry about energy. So in a way, no, you're. I mean, yeah, you're the human right now, in the experience, and through the experience, part of it is then coming to the re-realization that you are also the soul. You're the energy. You're the wisdom. You're the potentials. And simultaneously, you're the human experiencing it here on the planet. Such a big point in what we're talking about today, uh, where we're going with this, is it's really up to you. Uh, two basic things. Allow means open the door. Open the door to all that you are. And then experience it. It's not that tough. Well, I know it is tough on days, but the concept, the overall point, Open the door and allow. That's number one. Number two, experience it. Don't just sit there, uh, you know, hiding from it. it. Go out and experience it. Be in it. You're going to hear the soul laugh and rejoice and applaud, and and now things are back in sync. Back in sync. Let's take a good deep breath with that.
So, dear Linda, you know how much I miss audiences. I, I mean, I love you dearly, and, and you're representing all of Chambra. But when are we going to get back together with audiences? I, I want to be out roaming around right now, going up and down the aisles. And hello, Belle. I want to be going up and down the aisles. Belle, way over here, kind of hiding. Uh, going up and down the aisles and talking to Shambra and smacking him on the head. And, and as soon as it's legal. Oh, it's legal now. Let's do it. <laughs> I do miss it, uh, and I've, I've, I've gotten my, my dose uh, of Chambra, a little bit of it, uh, in some of the recent gatherings in right. person, and you, can, you could see how happy I am. Yes, yes. I, I get so animated, and yes. I, it's fun, and yes. I, I have somebody to banter with back yes. and forth. I, sometimes I worry if I banter too much, uh, I might over banter. And, and, uh, you're, you're okay. Because I'm here, because I love all the chambra, and I, I, I know it's my oh, job okay. to let you act out. Okay. Well, okay. I do look forward to getting back to chambra, okay. uh, back with you personally. So where were we? Uh, was talking about, was talking about, experience. You know what a great job, you you gave the human. I'm talking here to the soul. Mm-hmm. We said, hey, human, me, but me acting like a human. All you have to do is go and experience. We'll do the wisdom part. We'll do the, uh, the, the energy thing. You don't ever have to worry about energy. We'll do all that. Just go and experience what it's like. It's kind of a beautiful freedom just to be in the experience, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you say if you disagreed? Yes, I would. You would. What would you say? I would say, I don't care for your perspective. <laughs> and then I would say, okay, share your perspective then. And you would say, if I you don't were Shambra, have one to share if I you were Shambra, you would say, if I said, okay, what's your perspective? I'd say, let me feel into it. How, I don't know. I, think I that's would not what, say that. I know you. better I'm than talking that. about Shambra, not you, but oh. Shambra in general. I'm not Shambra. Okay. So uh, uh, let's get into the next part of our, of our discussion. Okay. Okay. We needed to be, that was getting That really was a distraction. That was an intentional distraction uh, designed to just, you know, let everything catch up and, and let all of Chambra out there. I can see them out. Let all of Chambra out, out there. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Let them feel into that for a minute. It's oh, true. Duh, I, I thought I had to run this whole thing. No, no, no. It's just up to you to experience it. That's all. What, what, how great is that? And then. As you do, you let the wisdom in, then you'll know what to do at the right time, and you, know, you, you won't have to worry about making experiential mistakes. And, and then the energy is there. It's so simple. Uh, it's really quite simple, other than on your bad days. So I, I was at the uh, Ascended Masters Club last night. I was getting my notes ready for our gathering. And as I said earlier, none of this is prepared weeks or years or lifetimes in advance. Mm. This is all very much in the now. I was feeling into Chambra, into all Chambra's potentials, uh, mm-hmm. and feeling uh, you know, where we were in the work that we're doing together, uh, and kind of focusing on what were the important things to bring up today. Oh. And one of them was this whole thing of, you're really different. Oh, let me say that. You're really different. 
not you're really different, but you're really different, a and you are. Uh, acknowledge it. Be proud of it. Be into it. You're the inner lookers, inner lookers rather than the outer lookers. Can you say that fast three times? Inner looker, inner looker, inner looker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not sure what she called me, but <laughs> yeah. You're the inward lookers or the inner lookers. And uh, um, again, we have to just distract for a moment here. You're the inner lookers, uh, and that sets you apart, makes you very different. So I'm, I'm looking at what we're going to talk okay. about today. And one of the other ascended masters came up. Uh, and to to talk, uh, I tend to I don't know what it is. I tend to always kind of uh, have an audience gather around, and I'm trying to have mm. a quiet moment, planning for what we're going to do. And uh, this one uh, ascended master, her name was uh, Kamana Wanahagya, and she <laughs> she was Hawaiian in her last life. Huh? <laughs> Kamana Wanahagya, right? <laughs> Oh, very nice, well, beautiful ascended master, and and uh, she has a sister. You know what her sister's name was? She was not an ascended master. She's still going through some stuff on Earth. Come on, I want to lay you. No. <laughs> Come on, I want to lay you. But anyway, Come on, I want to hug you. Came up and said, uh, "So Adamus, um, pray tell, what um, what are you going to be talking to Shambra about?" I know the game because I know that they come along. They, they, a lot of them work with humans. Uh, they, they come along and they, they, they want to get the inside tip and the inside tracks and, and uh, to present to their groups, kind of like they're, oh. they're lifting are our they fishing? our fishing oh, for our materials. Interesting. And I said, well, we're, we're going to be talking deeply about mm. energy. And she said, oh, mm. okay. And she was kind of disappointed. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, along comes uh, Jubak, uh, gathered into the discussion. He, he was, uh, he was well had lifetime on Earth a long time ago. It's been a while. Jubaker? Jubak, Jubak, like Jubaka. Don't make fun. He he gets back at people. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but he does. So he came along and said, "Oh, oh, energy. Here we go again. You're always talking about energy." Said, you know, I kind of listen in now and then to, and it's just energy this, energy that, and, and you're going to talk about energy again. And then another ascended master come, came along. Uh, her name is Oops. Oh, no, really, that's the name she goes by in the ascended master's club. Oops. I, I think it was because last lifetime she went through all these experiences and Things never seemed to go right according to her human perspective, and she was always going, oops, like she was making a mistake. But then when she finally had a realization and came to the Ascended Masters Club, she realized all the oops were actually ups. Actually, she learned so much from what she, in her human mind, thought were mistakes that, that they weren't really oops. They were, up oops. They were ups. They were ups. Up oops. Uh, oop ups. Uh, oop yeah. And, and, you know, I've, I've always loved her charming personality. And, uh, but she realized that she wasted her whole life thinking mm. she was making mistakes. And the last mistake she realized she made was she wasn't making any mistakes. That was the big oops <laughs> that got her into realization. And then she came up to the Ascended Masters Club. A true story. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating one bit. <laughs> So was she cute? Was she or is she? Is she? Well, 
every ascended master is gorgeous. Oh, good beyond words. Know. And I know humans have a sometimes a hard time with that. You know, you talk about being gorgeous or beautiful mm-hmm, yeah, or yeah. whatever, and then they get all offended because we're supposed to have this social kind of uh, quasi-communal, gray, dull, boring look, or otherwise you're some type of um, either pervert or politically incorrect. But you know, uh, you know, if any, if I went to any human and was honest and said, "What would you like to look like in their next lifetime?" I don't think it would be like um, a toad. Not to be, I'm sorry for all you toad people out there. I'm so sorry that I've offended your feelings, but I just don't think that many people want to look like a toad. And I think people want to look like. Who told you that? <laughs> I think people want to look like their inner beauty. Yes. Their inner beauty. Now, there's an interesting thing about inner beauty. Once mm-hmm. you radiate your inner beauty, people are going to see you as beautiful. And it's not about what's on the outside, so to mm. speak, or how you do your makeup or dress or uh, your figure or anything like that. They're just going to see you as beautiful uh, because it's all an energy game. And they're going to they're going to remark how great you look. So every Ascended Master looks magnificent because they are just in their beingness. Now, if you tr- translate that and they come back to Earth and take on a physical lifetime, they're probably going to uh, emanate an inner beauty that others then will see as an outer beauty, mm. because humans okay. are outward looking. But it's really not because of how tall they are, or their weight, or how big or small their eyes are, or any of that. It's because of the emanation effect. Oh. They're emanating this beauty. Okay. Therefore, people will see them as beauty. And then it's up to the beholder. What do they view as beautiful? I mean, do you view a toad as beautiful? Most people don't. Um, not that they're not, but most people don't. So people will see them as basically what you'd call the socially accepted human version of beauty. Okay. Even though it's actually they're not trying to create that. That's how people perceive them. Yeah. Mm, okay. So and and sometimes even Schomburg gets all bent out of joint with you know their uh, their their biases and being politically or Are spiritually. Are you lamenting something? Yes, I am. Last month, <laughs> hurt my feelings. <laughs> actually, I laughed about it a lot. <laughs> so here we go again. But I digress. So. I told, oops, yes, uh, yes, we're going to be talking about energy. And she said, you know, I I have a hard time with my group uh, that she works with. Um, Hmm. She said, I have a hard time with them because they just almost demand that we do things like uh, crystal therapies and portal openings. And every time I try to get them to go inside, it's like, oops, there they go again, back outside. Back to another guru, back to an old ancient texts. You know, ancient texts didn't have the answers. Right. I mean, they're, they're ancient texts, and, and therefore they're For pretty, pretty amazing in some respects. But they didn't have the answer now that suddenly, uh, back then, that suddenly got lost. Uh, not like that. They were very cool ancient texts, and sometimes they have a way of saying things that. Humans don't say so much today, but they're still ancient texts. So, oops, uh, said, you know, with my group, I keep trying to get them. Uh, 
going to the inside, but they keep wanting to go outside. I've almost given up on them. I've almost just said, fine, go outside, have fun, and when, when you don't find the answers out there and you come back to me, and then you know, we'll, we'll start going inside. And, and then I'll tell them about this group called Chambra. I'll, I'll tell them there's this group on the planet that is going inside, and it's the more difficult journey, but it's where all the answers lay. And I'll tell them about these amazing Chambra and the guidance, of course, of Adamus, and, and um, give them that as the example. Well, I, I felt like a, a proud father at that point, you know, because she was complimenting Chambra, me, mm. our mm. work together. Mm. But I said, yes, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk more about energy, so that's what we're going to do right now. As a matter of fact, we're going to put on some music. Ah. We're going to do this all under the umbrella of a marab. Ah. Yeah. And, and by the way, as we're getting all that ready, uh, truly her name is Oops. I, I don't know if that's… Is that like the commercial, Oops, there it is, Oops, there it is. Can we get a close-up of that, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know that commercial. I don't watch commercials, dear Linda. All I know, she spells it O-O-O-O-P-P-S. Oops, like that. And, and she has fun with it uh, when she's walking around the Ascended Masters Club. She'll deliberately uh, bang into a, a chair or drop a glass. Oops, is here. We all know she's here because she'll do something really funny like that. When you drop a glass at the Ascended Masters Club, you don't have to worry about it. It's instantly oh, cleaned up. So sure you can have as many oops as you okay. would like to have. Okay, here we so go. So a rob for this. Good. Yeah, but not an oops marab. No, this is oh. a little different. Okay. So now I'm going to get serious. Okay. I do like telling my stories, though. We love your stories. Mm. Thank you. Do you want to hear more? Sure. No, no. We got we later. Go later. into this marab. So, my dear friends, uh, the real point of our gathering today is to get all the energy settled, do a little entertaining, a few stories, and now we come to the important part. Yeah, we're going to talk about energy because that is the important thing right now. The important thing is to understand that if you're going to stay here on the planet as, an, uh, as a realized human being, as a realized master, that it's all about the energy right now. It's all about the energy and you know, the wisdom, the wisdom you're actually embracing. I'm delighted by that, the wisdom you're embracing. The potentials you're beginning to discover, uh, these are all things of the soul, the wisdom, the potentials. You're beginning to realize that you have many, many choices, and it gets to be kind of fun. You realize you're not just stuck with a single pattern, that you can actually go into your, your potentials and choose now what makes your heart sing. But it's still the energy that kind of eludes you, kind of has you scratching your head, and you wonder, where is it? What to do with it? You're still looking outside for it. Uh, and I know it's very, very difficult to have had so many lifetimes of the illusion that it's outside, and suddenly you're going down the road of life, and suddenly you, 
you take a sharp, sharp right turn, almost actually, almost a 180-degree turn, saying, oh, no, actually, it is all my energy. That's okay. It takes a little bit to let that sink in. What happens now, what I see so many of you really starting to do, a little bit at a time, is to be in sync with your own energy. What does that mean, in sync with your own energy? It means understanding, even if it's, even if it's not complete understanding, even just a little understanding that it's all yours. It's all yours. Everything you perceive with your eyes and your ears, with your physical senses, is actually all yours. I know the eyes want you to believe, uh, you want your eyes to have it, that everything is outside, but it's just perspective from the eyes. It's actually all inside. You close your eyes for a moment. It's, it's all right there. It's all coming from the inside. None of it's coming from the outside. The same with your ears. You just stop listening outside and listen inside for a moment. It's all in there. The human perspective has it that it's outside, and then it's never satisfying, never, never yours. But what's happening right now, I'm proud to say, is that. You're now understanding that it's all on the inside. And you become in sync with your own energy. It's an energy compatibility. It's an energy flow. It's a, a grace with energy. It's like it's just all there for you. I, I call it I call it N sync. E N S Y C H. S Y N C H Caldera. N sync. I, I like putting the E N in front of everything. Intelligence and N sync. You know, Steve Jobs did it with uh, iPhone, iPods, iPads, iCars, I Go, whatever. Mine is N N sync. Intelligence. Yeah, the E N. A reminder that this is your energy. It's all within. And sync starts occurring. It's this natural harmony with you and your energy. It's a harmony, realizing it's just flowing and it's all there to serve you. You don't have to work for it. You're don't owe it anything. You don't have to. You don't even have to behave in a certain way. It's all there. It's all yours. And sync with your energy. As that starts happening, everything just gets smoother and easier. And then you're more willing then to go into experiences that you would have considered otherwise too risky. You're in sync with your energy compatibility flow and then you realize that you could do these other things you can explore other potentials you can change your life or you can expand your life you can 
You can rearrange your life. You can do whatever you want. And you no longer have these, well, trying something new and then, oops, it was a disaster. No, you suddenly have it where it's just flowing. And you realize that at any given point you can you can change even what you're doing right now with you, the let's say you go off on some new potentials you can easily change them it's very fluid very graceful and you begin to realize that energy isn't rigid at all well, it's not structured it's not like singular or limited, you know. Like I said before, even science and math—they're they're wonderful. They're just one way of looking at things. There's many, many variations of um, the, the scientific method. Of there are many different versions of mathematics. Now, a mathematician would have a fit about that, but you see, they're still in kind of a energy conformity. It's got to be this way. You don't even have to work at it. I'm already seeing it. An energy sink. An energy harmony. You're not struggling like you were before. We don't feel that sense of occasional desperation. Now it's just taking a deep breath and feeling the magnificence of your own energy serving you, knowing that it has an inherent intelligence, not like the human mind, but an intelligence in it, knowing that it already has the wisdom. You don't even have to try to be wise. It's all there, in the flow, in the energy sink. I'm seeing this right now with Shambra. When I, when I sit down at the Ascended Masters Club and I look at the Shoud as our next snapshot of Shambra history, what are we going to talk about? I see it. I saw it last night. They're starting to get and sink. Once you realize at least a little bit that the energy is yours and it's there to serve you, and, and once you even just a little bit start allowing that and then going into the experience, that's significant. That is very, very significant. Because then you get more comfortable with it. You get more in sync with your own energy. And then it can respond to you even in a more beautiful way. And then you worry less and you experience more. And that brings about even more synchronization, flow, and harmony with your energy. And when that happens, you feel even better and you open up more and you try new things and new experiences and new potentials and suddenly life is pretty satisfying. Life is pretty magnificent and 
he realized it was just just a matter of getting in sync. And you start to think to yourself, oh, I really am different. I am different than others. Not better or worse, just different. Because they're still trying to sync, trying to get into kind of a, the march of mass consciousness. They're still trying to get their energy on the outside. They're still trying to appease gods or natural laws or whatever it is on the outside to get in sync. And you start to realize how fruitless that is, how unsatisfying that is, how kind of bleak and gray that is. And you get a big smile on your face. You take a big deep breath and I am in sync. I don't even have to think about it because the energies naturally are in sync. I don't have to tell them what to do because they're naturally in sync because it's all mine. And then all these synchronicities start happening so they're no longer occasional or unusual or unexpected. They're just part of every day. Synchronicities. People lining up at the right place at the right time. Are you getting delayed in traffic and at first cussing about it, but then realizing, oh no, <laughs> this is a part of the end sync. I'm at the right place at the right time. You find out later you were supposed to arrive a little bit late for what reason or the other. Maybe you avoided an accident. Maybe, maybe it was just a better moment of opportunity with another person. Maybe you. Maybe you had a moment just to be by yourself. It doesn't matter. It's you're in sync with yourself. There's no exercise to do with this. There's no homework or anything else. That's just realizing. Yeah, you are getting in sync, and then it continues to happen. Let's take a deep breath. It's not one of these things that will come any day now. I see it happening right now. It's not a carrot in front of the horse. I see it happening with so many of you, and then it will, then it will continue to spread to all, and and sync becomes a way of life. And sync just becomes uh, your natural flow from the moment you wake up in the morning till the time you go to bed at night, and then, then it even goes into your dream. You're just in sync with your own energy. It's the best dance partner you could possibly imagine. Being in sync. Yeah, we talk a lot about energy. It's because it's so important right now, as you stay here on the planet, not not to continue to struggle, not to go outside for it, but to realize there's nothing you need to do right now other than to take that deep breath and smile. You thought I was going to say allow, right? Yeah. 
Just take that deep breath and smile. And you know, as you do, you can just feel that energy, that synchronization. And you know what? It's always been there. But when you're looking on the outside, you're just not going to find it. When you're looking for to be in sync because of the way the planets, the stars, the constellations are arranged, or because of numerology on a certain day, even though I do like the fact that this is a 4321 launch day, you realize that it's not about how good or bad you've been or how smart you are, how good looking, none of that. It's you realize the sync has always been there. We're just waiting for you. I was waiting for you to arrive here now. I was waiting for you to just trust and allow it. That's it. So let's take a good deep breath, you into your energy synchronization, your energy harmony. It's all your energy. It's all here to serve you. And now you just take a deep breath and allow yourself to synchronize with it. And sync, E N S Y N C H, and sync. When you're in sync, there's there's not a lot of oops and there's not a lot of what you would call mistakes. And even if there are, they quickly kind of self mend. Uh, they quickly readjust, and then you realize, well, there actually wasn't a mistake at all. There's no oops in that. It was all just about the end sync. Sometimes the that flow of your energy, that sync, takes you to places, uh, gets you into things that the human mind might not have expected, because it still works with limitations, and it has no real understanding of energy. But then you quickly realize no wrong turn, no mistake, no, no negative, no, no bad. You're just literally in sync with your energy. So, dear Shambra, I ask nothing more than you allow it, and then you experience it. Experience it. What does that mean? Whatever you want. Being in sync, it could just be listening to music. It could just be in sync about the way you approach yourself, your your identity, your your thoughts now, how you think about yourself, how how there's been that critical voice, that corrective voice, it's no longer needed. When you're in sync, you do not need the corrective inner voice. You also don't need 
things from the outside that would adjust you, make you better or different. You know, you're, you're in sync. Let's take a good deep breath. Into the beauty of this day and your energies. Every step, every step being in sync, every breath, every thought. Every new experience that you go into, you start to realize that it's one of those oh my gosh moments. I'm just flowing in my own energy. I am in sync with myself. And I don't even have to work at it. Let's take a good deep breath on this day. You see how it really is pretty easy. It really is pretty easy. So, as we bring this beautiful snapshot of history, what we call a shout to a close, I would like to give special thanks to Kamana Wanna Hug You and to Jubak and especially to Oops, the Ascended Masters who were here with me today, providing a bit of um, comic relief and perhaps some interest. So, with that, dear Shambra, always a delight to be here with each and every one of you. I look forward again to being with you in person as soon as possible. With that, no matter how many oopses there are in your life, remember that all is well in all of creation. With that, I am Adamus, in service to you. So with that, please take the good deep breath. Let the beauty of the Marab be with you. Be with you. So much to feel into and allow the NSYNC. Take the good deep breath and let yourself be with it. Breathe deeply, flowing and allowing. Take the good deep breath as we send our appreciation to all of you for being here with us. Thank you for being a part of this Merlin I Am Shout 7. Thank you and take care of you. Thank you. <laughs>